Right, here we are, episode 28. Uh, this week will probably be the most serious podcast we've had to date. There'll be no zingers, no polls, no suggestions, no one-liners. Um, this is a topic that's kind of close to our heart, on our doorstep, and we feel needs to be broadcast a lot more. So uh, today it's myself. It's me, Terry Flower. And Sinead Wheelock. And Orly Wheelock. So... These girls have come into us today to talk about um, their brother, um, Terence Wheelock, who died in guard of custody 16 years ago. So we just want to go into details of the story, what happened, and um, the aftermath, and the follow-on from that, and uh, the next steps for the family, who are now chasing an independent inquiry, and chasing up the Justice Minister, and uh, Michal Martin, the Taoiseach for another investigation. So girls, just want to just give us a, a brief introduction there about the family. Uh, we start with you, Ola. Yeah. Um, so my mum and dad had 11 kids. Uh, Terence was the third youngest. Uh, we lived in Summerhill. Terence was actually born out in Tallaght. Uh, then my mum and dad moved into Summerhill and then the last two kids were born there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. How many is it? So there's... Many boys and girls is that? Six boys and five girls. Yeah. Right. And uh so what was it like growing up there? Just usual. That's only that's Shannon Casey Avenue. Yeah, uh people class it as a rough area. It's actually a lovely place to grow up as a child. Um there was criminality in the area. You'd always see police around the area. But yeah, we great childhood memories in it. Yeah. So Pretty similar to us growing up, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, it's just like the normal working class areas. Yeah. There's an image portrayed to the media and to people that aren't from there, but when you're from there, it's sort of just normal. The way you grow up, like there is going to be crime in most areas, but it's always shined on when you're in them working class areas. But mm. um, yeah. And where are you in the family? I'm the second youngest, so I was born after Terence. Yeah, and you should I'm the seventh down. The- Gang is fucking hell. Gangy loads Right, so uh, I suppose we move on to then what happened. Um, so yeah, so it was the second of June in two thousand and five. Um, Terence was up painting paint his bedroom, decorating it. Uh, he had a problem with a paintbrush. He came down. He says, "Matt, I'm going now to get a paintbrush." He actually put clothes in the machine. It was a party the next night. He was looking forward to. Um, he was due back, my ma had breakfast on and on his way he left the back entrance and he crossed a few of his friends um, in the back lane and one of them had stolen a car or whatever. Allegedly. And, allegedly. And when Terence was there a couple of minutes when he stopped to talk to them, the police came down the back lane. So they all just ran through the house and Terence ran with them because uh, he looked guilty being there anyway. And then when he got through the front of the house, there was more police around the front. So they just all gave in and handed themselves up. They didn't even try to run, like, they just gave up. Uh, none of them resisted arrest. There was no struggle. Then uh, a young lad knocked at the door. That was at 10 past 12 in the morning. And a young lad out of the area knocked at the door. 
and says to me, Ma, Tyron's is being arrested. And she couldn't believe it. Like, she was like, he's only had to go out the door. How long was he had to go out before the knock came to say he got arrested? It's only a few minutes, was he? he was a couple of minutes. Literally, right? like, five minutes, six minutes. Right. And me Ma couldn't believe it. But I says to me, Ma, look, he'll be back. Like, he won't be in unfamiliar surroundings. He was there before. Like, he'd be out. He'd done nothing wrong. Uh, so, you're expecting him back anyway. So... I remember me ma looking out the window and seeing one of the fellas he was arrested with and she started wondering then. It was getting later in the day and she's like, where's Terrence? Like, there's such and such. And then it was 20 to 4 and three policemen knocked at the door, came into the garden and knocked at the door and didn't prepare me ma, didn't ask her to sit down. They just blurred straight to her. Are you Terrence's mother? She says, yeah. Uh, one guard says to her, Terrence after hanging himself. But my ma collapsed. And I remember getting a heart spray. But what the police was that they been saying, like it didn't come into my mind. I didn't think there was anything wrong with Terrence. I was just like, he probably has a broken arm or something. I didn't think it was as severe as it was. Um. Anyway, my ma came back around and he says, we need to take it to the hospital. So my ma went in the police car with my sister and on the way they said he was in James's hospital. Now bear in mind the matter is about a six minute drive from Store Street Police Station. Then they didn't know directions so my ma says look I'll show you. Now in the meantime although my ma knew Terence was arrested she still didn't feel like that was her son that she was going up to see. She kept saying they must have a wrong or Someone must have gave Terence his name. So on the way to the hospital, they're on the way. So I came back into the house and I rang James's and they says, we don't have a Terence Wheelock here. So I rang the matter just thinking maybe he's up there and they confirmed he had him. And I asked what condition he was in. And first they were like, we can't give information. And I was like, but he's my brother. And they were like, well, look, he's in critical condition. So I remember panicking then and I rem- I ran upstairs to my big brother Lawrence and I was like, the police are at the same such and such and the hospital is saying Terence is in critical condition. So I rang a few of the, like my sisters and brothers that were in work and they were like, I oh, know Terence probably has a minor like broken arm, what I thought initially. And they were like, oh, look up to the hospital and ring me and let me know who he is. So I remember ringing them back anyway and saying, she like, they me, said... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she rings me and says, Sinead, quick. Uh, they're, they're knocking at the door saying to him myself. And I was like, what? Why would Terrence want to do something like that? I said, didn't I? They want me words. Get off the phone. Would that be you. very unusual, like, would it? Yeah. And like, I was like, shocking. why would you say mm. something like that? I said, don't. I said, just ring it. Like, just see what's going on. Ring me back. But then all of a sudden, the phone rang back. Oh, my God. Did he ever self-harm before or no, anything of that sort? no. No, no, so it's completely unusual. Not yeah. in any shape or form. He was in actually great spirits that morning. Now, bear in mind, he had a toothache the night before. He was complaining with his tooth. But that morning in general, he was actually in fairly great spirits. Mm-hmm. And you said as well, you had washing. Uh, he wanted to go for he a party. He was going to a party. Yeah. My sister-in-law's brother, he was 40 the next night. So he was looking so forward to So they were looking forward to the party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Terrence loved the party. Yeah. Yeah. He loved going out. He loved life. Yeah. It was funny, wasn't he? He loved everyone around him. He loved his family. He loved all the nieces and nephews. He always had great time for everyone. 
And yeah. anyone that knows him would say, you know, that's the type of person he was. Yeah. Well, yeah, so we had plans for the next night anyway. And getting back to when yeah. I rang the brothers and sisters that were in work or wherever to try and gather them, they were like, when I told them, they all kind of panicked and were like, oh, I'll be there in a few minutes. But in the confusion, some of the family made our way to James's. And myself and a couple of the brothers and sisters uh, got to the matter. And my dad got a phone call to go to the matter. But he didn't know until he got there we wouldn't say anything. And when he walked in the grounds, we had to confirm to him, like, it's Terrence. Um, then there was a police car on the grounds of the hospital when we arrived. And a guard came out with Terrence's clothes in a bag, a see-through bag. And my dad and my brother Lawrence noticed it. And they approached the police and were like, what are you doing with Terrence's stuff? They said and they were appointed to investigate. But at the time, me dad and La weren't thinking of the clothes. They were just thinking of Terrence yeah. and what condition he was in and what way he was, you know. like mm-hmm. just to, That was the main like priority there, just to go in and see what was going on with him. So the clothes was kind of later on then, you know, where yeah. we, yeah. we knew exactly what had went on. Like, yeah. But we believe it was like a delay tactic. Yeah. Um, sending the family to James's. Like they sent me ma to James's in rush hour traffic, like four o'clock in the day. And said he didn't know where they were going. I said he didn't know where they were going, so they were delaying her from getting to Terence, or we think just to get the clothes yeah. from the hospital. And you said he was in a critical condition. <clears throat> yeah. Um, well, he went into a coma, did he? So, or was he? Yeah, no. So in the end, me poor ma and whatever gets over to the hospital. And when she was brought into Terence, he was obviously in A&E in like a cubicle or whatever room. Um, but you were actually walking on Terence to bring him back to life. Uh, Jenny was brought up to intensive care. And that's where we all Set then around. went up to yeah. see him. And he was on a life support machine. And I remember at the time, my brother, I'm sure it was me, ma or my dad, one of them says to the doctor, how's my son? in there like how is he on a life support machine and why is he like that and the doctors said to me ma it was me ma it was one of them anyway and uh, the massive blow he got to the head so uh, yeah so Lara was like <sighs> blow what do you mean and then he started trying to change you know what mm. was said then right so uh, it was awful it was shocking we were terrified nothing like that ever happened we never experienced anything like that before. So uh, the doctor says to the family, Terrence would be lucky to make it through the weekend. This was on a Thursday. So they gave him to the weekend to live. And then he fought very hard for three and a half months, but he never regained consciousness. He was in a coma from then on. We always, we kept a bedside vigil with him. We never let him, let him be yeah. on his own in the hospital. We were always there with him. Uh, I remember the night we were leaving the hospital and there was a police car outside. And this is where intimidation started. They start doing hanging gestures out the car window outside the hospital. And we just ignored him, you know. Terence was on our mind. Uh, this was just the start, but little did we know what was ahead. Because we knew there was something wrong almost instantly. From that day in that room, like we knew Terrence was going to intensive care. 
we knew straight away something happened here. Like, there's no way we're turning to do something like that. But it's just all the inconsistencies. They just don't add up, you well, know. the hanging like, gestures outside, like, what the fuck is that all about? Yeah, like, they took between, it took roughly between 10 and 14 minutes for them in the station to ring an ambulance for Terence. Yeah, so can we go back to what the Sorry. official story is? What the story, what they give to you is, is what happened. Yeah, um, basically. So they, he said he hung him. So he was arrested at 10 past 12. Yeah. Yeah. So he was obviously on record being arrested at yeah. 10 past 12. Yeah. So then it got, what happened? Knock they knocked on the door then. It was 20 to 4 when they knocked and told us Terrence apparently hung himself. Now what we know... Uh, was when he was in the station on the custody record, which has to be very accurate, anything that is wrote on that, it's vital. Um, that Terrence was asleep every time he was checked. So he went to sleep and then he was checked every like 15 minute, minute interval, 15 minutes, rough, something yeah. like yeah. that. And prisoner asleep, prisoner asleep, prisoner all asleep, okay. all okay, always wrote down. And then it was like, there was like a 20 minute gap at the end with time. And then apparently Bangardi went to check on him. He was invisible through the hatch. And when she opened the door, she found him slumped at a wall after apparently hanging himself. Now, bear in mind, he was meant to have, with his nails, scraped into a concrete wall. The socket, the light switch was counter sunk into the wall. Yeah. So they want us to believe Terence scraped this socket out with his bare fingers. Yeah. You know, which wouldn't. So, in so many minutes. In some, in a couple, of, like this happened all in a couple of minutes after being asleep for that length of time. Yeah. So like they're, they're going around checking, say every 10, 15 minutes. And then. Yeah. How long was he in the cell for, like on the record? So. Well, from 10 past, well, we get into the station, say about between 10 past and quarter past 12. Yeah. Uh, until it was like, I think it was 2.20, 20 past 2 or 20 to 3. So something about, like in that. In the space of two hours, he's, he's getting checked every 10 yeah. minutes. And then for the last, say, 20 minutes, they didn't check him. But the last time they did, he done this. Apparently. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is a all. This the official story. Yeah, their yeah. story. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, Terrence was six foot almost. Yeah. Uh, this, it was actually, it was meant to be a buzzer the for buzzer. them to alert the police if they need anything. Um, now, that's only like three and a half, four foot high. So apparently he done this, sat down and hung himself. Mm. We found it very strange and we didn't believe it straight away. And it's not for the want and not wanting to believe it. Yeah. But it's just, just too much wrongs to make a right here. Yeah, it's, it's too inconsistent. Yeah. So what is it that the family then believed happened? So it was when, I'll just go back to the custody record sheet. Yeah. It states yeah. every prisoner has checked when they go in for marks or yeah. tattoos. Yeah. And it states that Terence had a bruise. And a burnt mark on his left arm. And three guards also even gave statements to the ombudsman and stuff saying they see no injuries on Terence. He was in great form. They high spirits. He was in high spirits. There was nothing. Mm. Nothing out of the ordinary with him. And then when he got to the hospital, my sister asked for photographs to be taken of Terence's body. So the clinical photographer in the matter took 37 photographs of injuries. And marks on Terence. So we definitely believe. 
something happened something bad yeah, happened he was, he was mistreated in some way because yeah. they said that the, he was in high spirits there was nothing wrong there was none of that carry on but then you just get these pictures taken in the matter when he's up there and there's injuries yeah all over yeah. i had a camera i went to the intensive care i asked could i take photos and i was told not to take them that the clinical photographer and what injuries was the matter well, obviously, I wanted to just take photos. I, well, I wanted to just look and see what I could see. Yeah. yeah. But it was obviously the neck, the yeah. arms, the legs, the, legs, the yeah. back. Like that, that, someone hangs herself on those marks on their legs. Especially yeah. when they say there was nothing on them. Yeah, going in. So it was then the next day the photographs were taken. Right. And Yeah, just deep marks on his back. It was a two and a half inch cut on his lower back. And to uh, like half circle deep, just up over. So like kind of signs of a struggle, kind of way. Like you're not gonna get them banging off a wall like yeah. your legs, especially if you said you had to slump to hang yeah, yourself. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're not gonna get these kind of marks. Not specifically not marks. Yeah, you know, on them. And uh, what were you saying about it took them ten to fourteen minutes? Right. So it took between ten and fourteen minutes for them to ring an ambulance for Terence after finding him after finding them yeah like why did it take that long now i obviously understand that if they're saying that he hung himself and he was unconscious or they were trying to resuscitate i understand but surely there's more than one exactly copper around so surely one goes one stays to resuscitate yeah or whatever was an attempt to resuscitate or anything like that apparently yeah apparently and we we heard all this stuff kind of at the coroner's court we heard that terence was moved from the cell to the hallway when the fire and ambulance got there, he wasn't in the cell. He was in the hallway. Right. Now, would that have been to make space to resuscitate? Well, not 100% or, sure. We don't know. Oh, why? You just don't know why he was moved at all. Like, no one seen that cell other than the police and Terence. So the firemen and the ambulance they couldn't didn't get say. And what about forensics then? So the cell was immediately cleaned, refurbished before it could be forensically examined mm. or checked, which, um, which is very usual. strange. It's not the usual. And it's not protocol. No. no. Mm. So all this stuff just makes you think something definitely went wrong. So, yeah, there's too many red flags here. And then the cell got renovated then, didn't it? Completely. So it's a com- completely different layout now, isn't yeah. it? Well, I, I don't know about layout. I'm not sure what way it was done, but there was nothing left in it for them kind of to examine. Yeah. Because it was touched, you know? Mm. So they couldn't really gather much evidence. Yeah. Because they didn't get a chance to check it properly. Yeah. Mm. And uh, so you, you touched a bit on intimidation there. So, so after that, we buried Terence. So what was it? The day after three months? Three and a half months he was in a coma. He died that was the second of June. The sixteenth of September he died. It's a long time, yeah. So almost straight away then it was outside the house. There was horses, dogs, every single night they were outside the house. Just hanging gestures, the usual. The morning after Terence was buried, um my ma got up. She only opened the curtains and I heard our like the delf falling and I ran down the stairs I was like what's wrong but it was just like she only opened the, the curtains and the police were standing there looking at her mm. so it was just harassment was out and like, why, why, why like why you was looking into all this this was going on was in yeah hospital, straight away almost straight away so you was went Lair. looking into it and yeah. then obviously they took this as user 
It came out on the 19th of June. This was the 2nd of June. The Sunday World. Was it the Sunday World? The 19th of June. Lar had gone. He was talking with reporters and stuff. So we brought it out then. And Lar's your older brother. He passed away. Yeah. Yeah. So he was the face and voice of the campaign. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. You know, so he mm. started this. And um, I forget what I was saying. You said the Sunday World came so, in. So yeah, it came out in the paper. So then it was all so automatically. So this in. was going on put from the then. on the garden then. Yeah. yeah. So was their point to get yeah. us back. Yeah. No, we just feel because we were fighting a case against them now, it was a tactic to kind of get us to step back. Yeah. They, I, We think like they just knocked on the wrong hall door. They thought we were going to swallow He's just another young flipper in that yeah. city. Take you know, it. Like, yeah. he's at hang yourself and don't look into it. He won't be missed kind of thing. Like yeah. Yeah. Just blow yeah. it out of the water. Like, uh, they just thought we were going to accept it. Yeah. But we didn't. And we never will. Yeah. And we keep and going. And we keep that. going. Like, like, we shouldn't have to be here 16 years No, definitely not. Later. No. And you I know? remember when this happened. I remember I was only a young flip now. So Terence. And all his mates to me, grown up, they would have been like the big young you know, like yeah. that. Yeah. And still to this day, I was only talking to one of his mates the other day, and you could see the emotion in his eyes when he's telling me the story about And him. they all miss him. Terrible. Oh, I miss him terrible, and he, yeah. he nothing but good things to say. And he said, like, as you were saying, yeah, he wasn't an angel. Never. He goes, and we'd never class him as an yeah, angel. He was a bit never. of a bollocks, he was saying, yeah. he goes, but he wasn't a scumbag, he said. No, no, yeah. he never done any, like, big crimes. But it no was just Mickey what, Mouse things. If you're a bollocks, trouble. even if you are doing big crimes, like, you nobody deserves. That. Nobody deserves to win for a crime. Go into it, like and come back out. And never come back out, or come back out and be in that state. Like, do you know what and I mean? And no like, family should ever have to go through. Ever. And we just no. hope. And that was that's what we want as well. We don't want someone else's family to have to go through that. Yeah. That's what we know. Me you know, and Calvin have spoke about and we know you aren't just doing this just to do We know you are doing this to make sure it doesn't happen again like to another people family. People have you know? kids that have to grow up. It could be your brother, it could be your sister, it could be your auntie, it could be your uncle that's yeah. stuck in and doesn't, you know. So we don't want that happening. It's not going to bring Tardens back. Mm. You right? Just mm. prevent another family or another boy going through that. Yeah. You know. And I, I remember being on these marches, as I said, because the big young would be there. So you just, you'd go with them and Lar being on the front of it. Yeah. But uh, Lar was arrested then on a, a warrant. That was 15 years old, was it? Yeah, it was like, he was, I, I, I couldn't even tell you what it was for. It could have been nitrogen, it could have been drunk and disorderly. I don't know. It was minor as well. But this was the police, like, in the harassment. Like, oh, there's him. He's a one from 15 years old. Like, he was at the ground up a lot since then. Yeah. But this is what happened, what pursued. Yeah. Um, we were having a protest. It was a, a year after Terence died. Um. They set up a protest. Lara did uh, with the help of the community and wider areas were brilliant. Uh, then my younger brother Gavin went to leafletting. At the time, there was no social media or anything. So yeah, it was yeah. all word of mouth yeah. Yeah. and posters. And of course, the police were standing outside the house. And another family who lost the son in similar circumstances in police custody, they were in their house actually having a meet with us. And Gavin went outside and the police approached him and he said, what are you doing? And Gavin said, I'm distributing leaflets and seeing Terrence's picture and all on the leaflets. So I went to arrest Gavin and my dad and Lawrence, my brother went outside. And then before I knew it, I could just see police trying to arrest my dad and my brother Lawrence. So it's like an episode of Cops, 
you know, in America. Yeah. The police just... came from everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. But for what, like, like, what was the reason to arrest them? So they hadn't got a reason. So, so it was just, just their harassment. You were trying to arrest them. How are they getting away with that? Like, that's what? it's madness. She, she, I think. Like that type of thing did happen a lot years ago, but I think in this day and age with video cameras and stuff like that, that exactly. Like there's a lot more hesitance on there and then to try things like that because you can't just be going up and mm, arresting sure. someone for handing out leaflets just looking for justice for their brother or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's hard to even think about that happening. But yeah. the reason why I said the thing about the warden was because I remember being on their marches and him saying that, yeah. and I was like, it's a 15 year old warden that never bothered him yeah. until he started inquiring about how his brother died and exactly. in police custody. Yeah. So how does that not spark a red flag? Yeah. You know what I mean? And the thing about this is it's not just the loss of life in guard of custody. It's the follow on that you, you that raises the, the questions. Yeah. Like the intimidation. Why is the police there intimidating you? His clothes you know I mean? going missing. Yeah. Tell us about so, that. So what happened? So you said that you're seeing the copper walking walk past your dad with the clothes. Yeah, um, that was obviously the day it happened, Terrence, when he only went in. Uh, then over the course of the next 15 years, we would never get them clothes back. Uh, we went through court. I we think. were through court a number of months chasing the clothes, through the coroner's court, trying to get his clothes back. Yeah, uh, they were, we don't know where they are. Apparently, they then they were just lying in a, a locker in Blackrock police station after all that. So in the end, uh, it was September last year. Terence has actually only gone 15 years past. So September 2020. Yeah. I was at the being in, I contacted Star Street Police Station for Terence's belongings. And they said they checked the room, the holding room or whatever, the storeroom. Uh, They got back to me, no, Orla, we don't have them. Uh, Got onto the ombudsman office. After a few weeks, anyway, he got back in contact with me and told me he found Terence's stuff. Now, it was a bit that sweet day. You're getting stuff back, but then you're half afraid to have a look at what yeah. you're getting back. Yeah. The memories it's going to bring back. Like. Of course, yeah. Um, so me and my dad went over, my nephew, and went into the ombudsman's office and he put the stuff out what he had and it was his... Bottoms, his shorts, his socks, his runners, and his phone, and the money he had in his pocket going to get the paintbrush was there. So they took photographs and whatever before they handed them back. And they says to me, you know, that's everything. And I said, it's not. I said, Terence, this top is not there. And the alleged cord from his bottoms, apparently, that he used. So he says, oh, uh, leave it with me. I'll look into it. And then it was Christmas, the week of Christmas, and the ombudsman rang me and he says, I found Terence's top and cord. And I was like, Grand, he said, make a day to come over. But it was Christmas, I hadn't got the head, to be honest. So I said, I'll leave it for a while and collect it. And then a few weeks after the Christmas, uh, I went over and I got the top and the alleged cord. Uh, the top was... Had the vomit on it, blood stains. The cord was weird looking. There was like white twine rope on it wrapped around it. It was weird. His bottoms and his shorts had shorts had a very heavy blood stain on them. 
and then specks of blood and stuff around his bottoms. Uh, so we only got them back, yeah, after all that length of time. And you have brought them to an independent investigator? No, I haven't. So this is something that has newly arose. Uh, we have recently met a new solicitor. And our plan is now to have these. Because when we looked at Terence's bottoms, there was a clean cut. Uh, on the waistband, on the waistband. Where the lace would have been. So we assume so like the whole the way around yeah. so inside the bottoms, it was cut, cut the whole way around. Well, they're not saying anything. So we assume Terence hadn't if, got a cord going in that they cut it and took it out, which is protocol is in a station. Yeah, yeah. yeah, when you go in, you take the lace out yeah. of your bottoms or your hoodie. And yeah, anything like that has to But be at the start, there was three different stories given. <clears throat> it was a cable tie Terence had. Then it turned out to be a lace shoes. Where when you looked at the photographs in the coroner's court, the laces were intact in his runners. Yeah. So then they settled on the lace from his bottoms. His bottoms, which you could just pull out yourself. Yeah. You could just pull that lace out. You don't need yeah. the cutter. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, it depends, obviously. Well, I mean, Some like, of them if, are hard if it was you, out, yeah. if it was you, yeah, you'd, you'd pull her out. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, but this how, how was a cut with a scissors? This was clean cut. Yeah, with a scissors. Yes, yeah, so, which makes us think. It's in guidelines in a police station to remove any ligatures or cords that was caught and taken out. Yeah. So there was also a battery found in the cell as well. A Sorry. battery? There was a battery yeah. found in the cell. Mm. Where that came from, we don't know. I'll tell you. And what do you think the battery, like, how, like, why would he have a battery in the cell? Well, apparently Terence had a toolbox <laughs> to get into the wall. <laughs> he had a scissors yeah. to cut a cord out of his bottoms. And so why not have a battery? What the so battery is about. This all went to the coroner's court. Obviously, it had to be investigated. Yeah. yeah. And tell us about that process. So you said uh, someone had to go in and investigate the cell. Yes, the independence. See, at the coroner's no court, some of our independence wasn't allowed to give evidence. I don't know for what reason, but was clothes wasn't allowed, wasn't brought in as evidence Clothes wasn't either. allowed to be produced. They did get it out of Blackrock Police Station, came in in a paper bag, but then it wasn't allowed to be produced. So the jury never actually seen the clothes or anything. Uh, there was it was a jury of seven jurors. Yeah, uh, we didn't expect anything good to come from it, to be honest. And the verdict came back. Four three suicide. So at first they couldn't make a decision, the jury, yeah. and then the coroner was telling them, "If you don't make the decision, I'll have to make the decision for you." And then they and then came they back. Came back four said suicide, and three said inconclusive. Or well, they believe Terence wasn't responsible for his own death. Yeah. Mm. Well, look, if they don't come back as suicide, if someone tells you he's had to kill himself, and you say, "I don't think he killed himself," that means someone else did. Yeah. yeah. So that tells you enough. So and we, we were delighted that. with we that. We were delighted with yeah. that because three people, almost half of that jury, believed that Terrence wasn't responsible. Yeah. And what happened? You said you got an engineer in to have a look at the cell. Uh, yeah. Tell us about that. So in his report, he states, firstly, he needed a tool or tools, one or the other. Um, he went after so long, he was in there. Again, he got to switch it out of the wall. Yeah, this is the, the light switch that's buried it's in, counter sunk. into the wall. It's flush with the wall. It's countersunk. Yeah. Um, and then after a bit of a struggle, 
he tried to use the, the string off his glasses, which would be much thinner than a cord out of tracks to bottoms. So he had a bit of a struggle even trying to get that around it. Mm. Yeah. But that that was his findings of doing so apparently a reconstruction of what Taryn's done. Just for people listening, it'd be like trying to put a lace out of your bottoms around the light switch that's on your wall now because it force was embedded into the wall now he's had to get it out of it. Yeah, he so, chiseled it out with his fingers. Yeah, well, I mean, the engineer. Oh, the engineer, yeah. yeah. So, if you're at home now, you try and put your lace around the light switch. It's just, it's not going to happen. No. Yeah. Mm. So, he had a bit of a struggle to even get his glasses string around her. And he needed so, so much time so much to time. do it also. Yeah. Um, and a tool. Yeah. Or tools, either, either. You need something. You're not down a boy hand anyways. Yeah. Hey, they want you to believe Terence scratched this wall with his bare fingers after waking up. It just doesn't make sense. And he was then asleep for almost two hours. 15 minutes or 20 minutes beforehand. Yeah. Because you should have been checked every 10 to 15 minutes. So well, they're this young man that they were no. saying he was asleep on his last check. And then for or the second last check and then the last check he was at the down all this in that space of time. Which is impossible when you think about it. Yeah, it doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense why someone would go for what two, two and an odd hour sleep, and then like, oh, I'm going to hang myself today, and I'm going to do it here. Like there was no like if if he if like if someone hung themselves from that length, that height. Yeah, I'm sure you would possibly jump back up. There was no double ligature mark on Tardin's neck. There was only a single ligature mark. But even Mary Cassidy, the state pathologist. Say something about the shape of the mark on Terence's neck. Something now, don't quote me on this, but I'd have to read over it. But it was like it wasn't inconsistent with it hanging, right? Something to that effect. The angle, it was something. a weird yeah. shape on his neck. It yeah. wasn't, Do you know, like this is mad. It, do you ever watch like the documentaries on Netflix? Because that's exactly what this is like. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You see all this stuff about the inconsistency, this and that, but this happened on air doorstep. Yeah, and like it's scary to think. Do you know what I mean? And we're all like, what happened last year with the police brutality and people out protesting? And like, if this happened in America, you'd have people lying in the streets of O'Connell Street. Yeah, like this happened in right Star Street. Show you've a right to protest, but how? Yeah, like this said, happened in Star Street Garden Station. Like I said before, this I've said it to one or two people I know that we were going to be doing this stuff from Dublin One and Dublin Seven, and they asked me who was Tyrone's wheelock and what happened, and I'm like, how the fuck? He does not know about this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, because Calvin is right. Like, I, I believe that we are right to protest over here for things that are going wrong, even in other countries and stuff like that. I believe that's right. But fuck me, this happened down the road. And there's people from the area who don't know about it. Never yeah. mind nationwide or worldwide. And yes. you can actually have an impact by going out and protesting on that. You know what I mean? If there, there's a demand for another investigation yeah. for, by the people of Ireland, the people of Dublin. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Rather the people than... in the community and why, like the support that we've had. And we just want to say thanks to Very everybody. Much, yeah. Like from the bottom of their hearts, like like they came out and they did. They had protested what was five years, yeah. you know, for them. Campaigns, and just hopefully yeah. that people will come out on the 26th yeah. of June. So you the know. 26th is next Saturday. I have to. At the Garden of Remembrance. It's a peaceful protest. Can we just stress the fact that it's peaceful and dignified? It's always been peaceful and dignified, and we just want to keep it that way. We just want to go the right way for Terence. Yeah, you don't want trouble, you just want support. Not at all, just support. That's it. There has been investigations into Terence's death with GSOC. Um, GSOC set up here in 2007 
So Terence, Terence's case was the force in the public eye with GSOC. Mm. And regarding people giving statements to them, witnesses saying they've seen Terence being rough treated, mishandled at arrest. GSOC found no wrongdoing, even after seeing photographs of Terence's body and hearing witnesses. They found the police wrong of nothing. Nothing. So we as a family have no faith in Jesus. Yeah, look, listen, I'm no expert in anything. And, like, but it's easy to sit here and notice that there is red flags. Like, there's a, a good few red flags here. There's, there's no way you can say that there was no wrongdoings. Because to start with, the thing that you supposedly committed suicide with or tried to commit suicide with, that shouldn't have been there in the first place. That's a red flag off the bat. That's a wrongdoing. Yeah. Immediately. You know what I mean? But there's so many more to that. So how somebody can come back and say there was nothing there is that's yeah. beyond and alone, yeah. So people that don't know, that's is it's Garda Shia Khan Ombudsman Commission, isn't it? Yeah. So basically if you have any dealings with the police and you think you do you think the police handled it wrong, you go to them. So they they're supposed to police the police, basically. Yeah. Uh I know people who've had dealings with GSOC, um the guy that come into the house, done something wrong, and they went to GSOC, um, they've dealt for that were it. Now you I've heard of people saying uh, there's no point in going to them because they're not going to do anything. But this person went to them. Uh, it got took further. They went down, had to give a statement to a copper, and the copper said, "I'm investigating this. I know what the the police done wrong here. Um, there's one thing I hate seeing is police doing their job wrong. I'm a guard long enough to know this. Yeah. So that person felt confident. Jesus, this copper's going to help me get to the bottom. And two weeks later, they were notified that the case was closed. So how can a copper say, "Oh, I I can see people doing wrong here, and I'm going to help you out. Yeah. Don't worry about it." And then two weeks later, nothing happens. We closed the case that, two weeks later. Well, that Calvin is called the blue wall of silence. So anything that goes on in a police station, they're like one family and they cover exactly. up. So like, that's something we love is for a whistleblower to come out. Come out. We always, mm. Lar always said, like, we, you know, and as a family and Lar would stand there and he'd always say, we appeal to the conscience of a, whistlebl- a whistleblower to come forward. It's 16 years on. Like, you know, if you have something to say, it could be just something small, but it could help. Yeah. You I wouldn't know? even say any copper who was there that day is still in that station. No. Well, uh, in the aftermath of Terence's death and the years that followed, we found that any police that was, was involved, involved that, that day, day were higher ranked. So some say that was just your average policeman is now in the drug squad or sergeants. So do you do are upped? They were all promoted. In the force. Yeah. yeah. Like there's a lot that day, like the clocks weren't working. Apparently down Apparently, that day. the clocks were down that day. The phones were down. No, the phones weren't working. Terence wasn't brought to his solicitor. <clears throat> the solicitor rang. Terence didn't get brought to his solicitor. That's vital there because Terence requested to speak to his solicitor when he was arrested. And the solicitor's office, at the time, they had a pager. So she received a message saying, we have Terence Wheelock in custody, whatever. So when she rang the station back, they said... Um, it was <clears throat> Fitzgibbon Street Police dealing with it, that they'll get Fitzgibbon Street Police to get in contact with her or whatever when she inquired. So then she rang back again and she says, can you put Terence on the phone? And it was something to the effect of, well, I'm down at the front desk. I can't take Terence to the phone. But you'd be let out. So it was either you'd be let out very soon that she didn't need to go see him or he was being held. Mm. Um, and brought to court so it was either one of those so Terence had no voice that day 
So Terence couldn't tell his solicitor if he was being mistreated or what because he was never put on the phone mm. to her that day. Mm. And it later came out as well, Linda, that he actually he was innocent of what he was arrested for. Yeah, one of the lads, whoever it was, that stole the car stood up in court and said, Terence really like had nothing to do with the car. I took it. And that Terence just happened to cross paths with them, had a chat with them, and when the police came, he ran with them. So, yeah, he didn't take the it's car. It's scary thought. Like, it's all mm. scary. It's all we've, all, we've been there. Like, your mate's run. You're not going to be the only one who stands with there. You're with the boys. You're with them. And even if you're only at the turn, no, but it's just natural, isn't it? Sometimes you don't... See, because it's so serious, you sort of go, well, why did he run? But in the moment, you don't think like that. You just think, oh, we'll get Nick to be brought down and be out and Well, that's what we Do you think what I mean? he's done because yeah. he's hardly going to stand there while three other young flits are running. standing there. Out of the car. That's that rocks, left you know there. I mean? yeah. yes. But like, it makes it just that little bit worse how bad it is, just that little bit worse that it's a crime that he didn't commit. It's, yeah, it's so mean? sad. And what, so why would he not talk to Fiskiven Street? So um, I actually don't know. But because two that, was brought, that'd be closer. Two was brought to Mount Joy. Two were brought to Mount Joy and, and two, two were brought to Star, to Star Street. Street. Yeah. So Fitzgibbon Street, which is, you can actually probably see it from you as a house. And do our arresting officers from, from Fitzgibbon Street. From Fitzgibbon Street. Um, Terence's custody record was tampered with. Also, um, guards' names scribbled out and replaced with Vanguard's name. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it was tampered with. Um, so there's just too much. There's a lot more, like... The whole day just doesn't add up. You know, the whole thing this is what I'm saying. Like, just this, doesn't this, add up. Like, if I went home now and I put this on and it was on Netflix, I'd yeah. be like, this is mad. Like, the like, fact that I'm talking to you is, yeah. and this is a person I knew growing up. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, why would you say, this, like, he's over that side of the city when you know he's lying critically ill, like, for his family to get to him? Valuable a few minutes time. Up the road, yeah. Like, you know, like, why would you do that? Valuable time. And the thing you said about the blue wall of silence, a few weeks ago, I actually had a couple approach me. Because we've been vocal on this about how guards mistreat their power and uh, just how incompetent the police are, yeah. you know what I mean? Now, I've seen a lot of people saying we should get rid of the police, which I think is a stupid idea, yeah? yeah? Now, I'm not the biggest fan of the police myself, but, but I don't think get rid of the them. Come here, you need them. You need, Sometimes. You will yeah. need them. But I think they need to be better trained, yeah? yeah? So, I'm not saying get rid of them, but a couple approached me and uh, he says I'm a big fan of the podcast. He was based in Starshi and he, he apologised. Mm. Apologised about how things are and I was like, do you know why he's apologising? Because he's come in there fresh-faced yeah. and he knows his wrong down. Yeah. So that's what you're saying. That blue wall of soil and you're told, shut your mouth from the top down. What you see stays in the station. Yeah, it doesn't leave it's that the kind station. of, that code of conduct, isn't it? Like, of course. Oh, these are, these are awful the boys. to put on someone. That's of awful. Of course it is. Of course it is. Like, how can you back. go about your daily job knowing what you're at the witness? Especially the job that you have to serve the public. Yeah. You're out there to stop wrong down. Yeah. Not, not encourage it and cover it up. Mm. But as I said, like if the police interacted with the young fellas on a better basis, like if they see them walking down the street, how are you? How's your day? Instead of come here, you because yeah. you have a hoodie on you. Yeah, you know, and young fellas automatically panic when you see the police because they right, witness right. this mm. on a daily basis. I seen someone a few weeks ago get nicked. Uh, a copper stopped him. Said, "What's your name? Your details." And he told him. But then the copper asked again, so we could make a document of it. Mm. And the fella said, "Well, you asked me. I already told you." I'm not telling you again. And the copper said, oh, under the COVID uh, law, you have to tell me or else I'll arrest you. And he arrested him then and there. Oh my God. Ridiculous. No, they're you know known I mean? for like, abusing their powers. I remember the night Terence died. It was on, was it FM 104 or Adrian Candice? Yeah. One of the shows or Chris Berry, whichever. And it came up, the topic came up. Uh, the fella died after being in custody or whatever. 
and people wore on it and they were like oh anyone who gets arrested deserves a good clap down and whatever you know and this girl you're going to get that with people yeah. you're going to get you always get, get to go with course, the bad so like, you're going to get people everyone yeah. is entitled to their own opinion yeah you know but some people don't like to look into it like uh i remember there was a, a shooting a few years ago on cherry street and it was a mistaken identity yeah and someone commented underneath it well, sure, he was down there up to no good anyways. Disgraceful. Like, that's disgraceful. Do you know what I mean? Like, look into it. That's, that's someone's probably father, son, um, brother. Exactly. You know? No, but I remember, I always remember a girl saying, ringing in the show. And she was saying, um, well, look, my dad's a guard. She said, he's the nicest man you'll ever meet. The softest man. So lovable. She said, but see when he puts on his uniform, she said, the power goes to his head. She said, he's an absolute scumbag. She said, I hate the man he becomes when he gets into his uniform. So imagine even hearing that. Yeah. From if these man's dog. That, that's the thing as well. Like, I can walk out here now, yeah? And a copper can stop me, restrain me, and bring me to the cell, and I can't want to go. Mm-hmm. No, you know sure. I mean? The cop comes right. up and goes nicking, and you go to pull away straight away. You're, you're resisting, resisting arrest. arrest, and it's so, happened. On I've seen it happen. I've seen young flies when they go up and try and nick them, and they're like, well, "Are you for real? I didn't do that." And they pull back and they grab them. Fucked. I've seen the young getting fucked. They had set shutters, dragged to the ground, kneeling on his back. Yeah, yeah like. All she did was pull his hands back to shake. I didn't do that. I was fright as well. And he yeah. tackled him to the ground. I've seen young flies put on the ground, face down, handcuffed, not resist the rest. So they're face down on the ground, the hands on their back. And the copper come over and pepper spray them then. Do you yes. know what I mean? So like, when you're witnessing this and then you see something go on and your first instinct is to run. Panic, yeah. yeah. Here, I'm not having that happen to me. So no wonder you, man. We say like 10 days previous, like Terden's had, was it his shoulder was out of place? His collarbone was out of place. So he had this injury as well. Right. So then 10 days later, was it a week to 10 days later then? He supposedly done this. Yeah. With, with that, that injury. Yeah. yeah. And there's record of him being up in the matter hospital, getting this scene. Yeah. No, as we said, like, not all police are bad. No, definitely It's like every profession. You need it in your life. And I think sometimes we come across like we're bashing the police, the guard on this. And that isn't the case. But no. it, we no. are trying to highlight the fact that there is wrongdoings being mm. done. And, and like, yeah. It's it's basically to try and stop it or try and put out there like you just said there a minute ago if you were just a little bit better trained yeah. in the communities. Like that fella who up. stopped me that time and said I'm a fan of the podcast. Like he was shouting yeah. like, like I've been honest with you, yeah. Oh, like, when I seen him come towards me, I got a fright and my girlfriend was with me and she laughed. She said she could see it, the fear in my face because yeah. I was ready to run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I goes like I seen a high vis coming at me, I had to, I, I didn't know what to do. You're expecting I'm him expecting to pull you trouble, on the like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he's like, I love that podcast, it's great what you're doing and I'm like do you know what? That's a human there. That's yeah. not a copper. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that. And I, th- I think that bridge is, it, it's a, a broken bridge when they put the uniform on, like you were saying. They don't become human. They become a guy. Then look at me. Yeah. Power goes to the hell. You know, a million percent. And like yeah. we're saying, like, like when we're walking down the road, like when I see a guy in the car, or if I see two walkies, my heart skips a beat straight. Well, not skips a beat, but I'm like, yeah, yeah, something's going to yeah, happen yeah. here. Yeah, tension. You can feel the tension. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your heart rate definitely rises a little bit. Mm and look I'm not involved in any sort of crime never been convicted of a crime anything like that but why should I feel that little bit of oh here we go here's two coppers shouldn't yeah. feel like that you know mm, what I mean that's it is like your dress mm. sense mm. you can't wear your tracksuit because you're yeah. a tug yeah you know yeah definitely if you wear a, a Montclair that kind of gives you sell drugs you're selling drugs do you know what I mean yeah I so, don't know what like what's the, the outcome here so we, the, the march is on Next Saturday. The 26th of June, I have to. Yeah. From the Garden of Remembrance it's to, to Star Street. 
Right. So we wrote to Helen McEntee, the Minister for Justice, recently um, for a full independent public, public inquiry. inquiry. And Is we, this separate from GSOC then? Yeah. Yeah, because, we want, we've no faith in them. So yeah. we, we want, we're asking, this is what we're calling for the last 16 years, a full independent public inquiry mm. into the circumstances, yeah. the suspicious circumstances surrounding Terrence's death. But mm. sh- in my opinion, it should happen. It should be happening to any death in custody. Yeah. You know, anyone that dies at the hands of the police in any shape or form. Should be proud of call. Should be pushed straight out there <coughs> yeah. in full independent inquiry. Yeah. Um, but we wrote to the Minister for Justice and the standing Minister for Justice at the minute, she wrote back and was saying uh, she was fully confident that GSOC was independent and that she just doesn't feel that we should have one. Um, so we will not go away. We've great support of great TDs, uh, fabulous support. The community. The community's the been amazing. Absolutely Brilliant. great. Um, as we said back 16 years ago, we are not going away. We are never going away. These are incredible. Look. That's mm-hmm. unbelievable. That like genuine. Like even the nieces, the nephews generation. that are grown up. And that's the thing. They yeah. know all These this. These nephews reach out to us. Yeah. And like I was... I was saying at times, like, as I said, I remember being on them marches when I was yeah. what, 12 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's mad to think now, like, there's a new generation of Wheelocks coming through here. Yeah. And they're like, that was my uncle. It's all close I mean? to their heart, like yeah. Ross's, Leon's, yeah. Dylan, yeah. text that like, yeah. to arrange this. Yeah. Like, so, every year since Turnside, we go to Star Street and we place flowers. Oh, you only walk by today, the flowers yeah. are on, on the islands outside Star Street. Yeah. yeah. Shockingly, they're usually pulled down they after we put them on. Us. Oh, wow. yeah, really? Yeah. Ah, yeah. Down. The night Terence died, we all went down, put flowers up, and the police pulled them all down. Happened for years. It was happening for years. Until Lawrence died, they started leaving them up. Now, Lawrence was the one that would. He was the face of the campaign. Yes, yeah. really, the face and vice. He yeah. started this campaign. And until his dying day, his last breath, he was like, please don't give up. You know? Yeah. So we. Me a shiver. Like, mm. we would always say to Terence, like, even though he was lying in a coma, we'd say, don't worry. We keep we'll going. We can we'll do what you. we can. We'll go That's where we can we go. Can do. And then there with Lar. We're fighting for the two of them now. We're fighting. Yeah. Hmm. Lar has his answers up there now. So well, yeah. now, you know, we'll keep going. We told him up until yeah. his last breath, we'll keep going. And we're not going away. And we'll continue to go to Star Street twice a year. Yeah. And put flowers and say our little prayers and do whatever else we do down there. So the next thing is we've only, it's Air Force protesting years. Yeah. Um, and the protest we did have years ago was always very peaceful. Um, we wouldn't like to ruin or tarnish Terence's name. And so we have one coming up on the 26th of June and a half to from the Garden Remembrance to Store Street Police Station. And we'd love if everyone could come along and support us in any shape yeah. or form. It'd be very much appreciated. Mm. Yeah, it's my <laughs> shivers for the whole thing. Like. I, this, like, this is what I was saying to the girls at the start. I was like, what kind of way is this going to go? I said, it, it's very frustrating. Like, I'm like I'm fuming. Like, my head is wrecked over this because, you know, it's all there in front of you, what's wrong, but you can't want to do it. And like you just said there, uh, who's the current sitting Minister of Justice? Well, it's Helen McEntee, but she's out on maternity leave, so Heather Humphreys is taking her place. So, Humphreys is the one who said to you that she, she's confident in GSOC being independent. Yeah, where they're but far from. I know that... Garda are working for GSOC to investigate Garda. So how's that independent? 
and there are the two appointing guards of Turden's investigation one was a serving officer in Star Street for 15 years he was appointed to investigate Turden's case at friends the investigate. so how's that independent like he's literally so friends with all independent should be you're not a member of the guard no, exactly yeah. and especially not the station I have any deals well, with the station. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking, do you know what I mean? In Star Street, he knows them all. Well, at the start, was it Minister McDowell? Yeah. Yeah, he was granting us one and then withdrew it. He withdrew. And then he retired. So why do that? Why grant that and then withdraw hey, from like. it? Mm. Yeah, so we'd love one day to get um to get to full public. Just, we yeah. just want answers, want justice for Terrence yeah. and okay. to prevent it happening. To Netflix else. would want to pick this story up. Yeah. Honestly, we this don't is want unbelievable. To, like, you you know, and it. also, he didn't die in vain because there was recommendations in the coroner's court. Yeah, and like in Terrence's, in the aftermath of Terrence's death, it came out that um, there was recommendations put in place with immediate effect. And some of them were... Prisoners need to be checked every 15 minutes religiously. Uh, the cameras was brought into all parts of the station and not just the front area. Mm. And that they should be given uh, disposable clothes with some of them, which is great, you know. And hopefully it did probably save someone else's life. Yeah. But there was, I think there was 10 points at there the was, time. Yeah, there was other ones. To be brought in with media effect. Like new rules for handling someone who was in custody. As regarding doctors... <clears throat> Like mm. that, if you need, they need a doctor. That does a doctor there, and I think the solicitor, like that, the solicitors, they have to need speak. to speak. To yeah. You know, mm-hmm. there is other points. So, like, it's not going to bring them back. But as we said, like, it could benefit we, These else. recommendations yeah. were brought in, hopefully, in his name, in yeah. his name yeah. to save someone else. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know what else to say. Really, girls. Uh, thanks for coming in. Uh, and you. It's not easy for us, and we understand. Um, like I'm fuming here so I can only imagine how you spelt 16 years of this word um, all we can do really is just try our best to get this out there mm. uh, encourage people to get down and show us that support next Saturday and make sure it's peaceful That's it will definitely wants. be peaceful um, he's a peaceful family peaceful and he carries ourselves well um, credit you. is our brothers Yeah. so come down and show us our support you would have seen it circulating around on social media so now he's getting more detail about what happened so let's try and get justice for Terence. And I just Thanks. want to say, uh, there's a, pay, a Facebook page with justice for Terence Wheelock, and his, if you can support that too, and oh, use yeah. the hashtag JFTW. Actually, do you know what? I, I nearly forgot about that. Go on to that, because that'll have the pictures and the news Has articles yeah. that you can't get from this podcast. you get all the yeah. answers to questions there that we can't give you right now, but... Yeah, let's get this done. Yeah. Thanks for coming Thank in, you. girls. Thank you. Thank you very much for your support yeah. and for having us here. Yeah, to I, it was tell a pleasure. the story. All right, uh, we'll wrap her up. That's it, Connor. Take us out. The Hip Knocker. Go down, go down, go down.